In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. Our Mother, the Church, gives us this Gospel today. If you remember last week, the Gospel was about the acts that we do during Lent. Prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. And so after the Church kind of is teaching us, now we've begun sort of those practices. And all of a sudden, you know, we're eating less, we're praying more, and maybe I'm giving more. So then naturally, we start to think to ourselves, what is going to be the consequences of that? What's going to be the earthly consequences of that? And we start to worry. We start to worry about, what am I going to eat? We start to worry about, do I have the money that I need to survive? And so our mother of the church puts this gospel here, where our Lord Jesus Christ teaches us about worry. How do we stop ourselves from worrying? You know, the word actually for anxiety comes from the Greek word that means to be drawn in different directions. And that's exactly what's happening when I try to serve God and money at the same time. That's what the Gospel said today. It says, you cannot serve God and mammon. And so our material possessions, our money, is a big source of our anxiety or our stress. But our Lord Jesus Christ says, don't let the worries of money pull you apart, make you anxious. But how? How do I stop worrying? How do I prevent anxiety from pulling me apart? Our Lord Jesus Christ gives us things to tell us. He says, first of all, life is more than food, of, food and clothing. In verse 25, he says, don't be anxious about your life, what you're going to eat or what you're going to drink or what you're going to wear. Why? He says, because life is more than food and the body is more than clothing. So what does he mean? Why do we tend to get anxious about our food and our clothing? Because there are things we would lose if we did not have food and clothing. First, of course, we would lose pleasures. Food tastes good. It's pleasurable to eat. Second, we would lose some human praise, right? Admiring glances if we didn't have nice clothes. Third, we might lose our length of life if we had no food or weren't protected from the cold with warm clothing. So we get anxious about food and clothing because we don't want to lose physical pleasures or we don't want to lose human praise or we don't want to lose the length of our life. And so our Lord Jesus Christ responds to this anxiety. He says, if you are anxious about these things, you have lost sight actually of what is the greatness of life. Life was not given primarily to you for physical pleasures, but for something greater, for enjoyment of God. Life was not given primarily for the approval of man, but something greater, the approval of God. Life was not given primarily for the extension of life on this earth, but something greater than this, eternity with God in the age to come. So we shouldn't be anxious about food and clothing because food and clothing can't provide the great things in life, the enjoyment of God, the pursuit of His favor, the hope of eternity, in His presence. If we get anxious about food and clothing, then we are, to some degree, we are losing sight of the great purposes of living a God-centered life. What else? How else does God tell us, how else does our Lord Jesus Christ tell us to not be anxious, to not worry? He says then in verse 25, look at the birds. They don't sow, they don't reap, they don't gather into barns, and your Father in heaven feeds them. And aren't you more valuable than they are? 
What we see in the birds is not a lesson, by the way, in laziness. They dig for worms, they snatch stuff, they get bugs, they pad their nests. But our Lord Jesus Christ says, God feeds them. What we see when we look at birds is a creature who does not act as though God is only a merciful provider for today, but maybe won't be tomorrow. Birds, for example, don't anxiously hoard things for the day that God's going to leave them. They go about their work as though when the sun comes up tomorrow, God is still going to be God and God is still going to provide for them. How much more then should we know the reality and mercy of God tomorrow? Because we are not just birds, but children of the Heavenly Father. The biggest difference between a disciple of God, a follower of Christ, and a bird is that we have the capacity of honoring God by our faith. And God values this exercise of faith more than He values birds. So we shouldn't be anxious because even the birds have taught us that God can be counted on to work for us tomorrow just the same way He worked for us today. So these so far He has given us, our Lord Jesus Christ has given us two reasons why I shouldn't worry. He gives us more reasons for us not to worry, especially about material possessions, especially about money. He says, anxiety is useless. He says, which of you by being anxious can add one cubit to his span of life? The argument actually is very practical. He's saying, anxiety doesn't get you anywhere. It doesn't do you any good. Whatever problem is causing you to feel anxious, you can be sure that your anxiety is not going to lessen the problem. It'll only make you more miserable while you try to deal with it. So our Lord Jesus Christ is saying, don't be anxious because in, in essence, it's useless. You know, physiologically, well, how do we get anxious physiologically? There are certain things and certain hormones that kind of get uh, triggered when we are nervous, when we're worried. And if you think about sort of like uh, physiologically why that is, is because if you think about back in the days, you know, hundreds of thousands of years ago when people were uh, sort of hunter-gatherers, they need that anxiety helps them to sort of move faster, run faster, run away, to move from trouble. So there's a, there's a purpose for the anxiety. But when the anxiety comes to a level where it stops me from praising God, it stops me from worshiping Him, it stops me from being able to deal with the problems that God puts in front of my life, this is what our Lord Jesus Christ is talking about when He say, who, which of you by worrying can add one cubit to his stature? A fourth reason that our Lord Jesus Christ gives us for not being anxious, He gives us the example of the lilies. He says, why are you anxious about your clothes? Why are you anxious about what you're going to wear? Look at the lilies of the field. They, don't, they grow, they don't toil, they don't spin. And He says, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. And if God so clothes the grass of the field, which one today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, how much more will He clothe you, O you of little faith? When you look at a flower or a lily, it has no will of its own to labor, but it is adorned beautifully. And if you believe in God, you have to draw at least this one conclusion, that God loves to adorn things, to make things beautiful. And if His delight is to, in His expression of His delight is to adorn grass, that's here today and is gone tomorrow, then for sure, definitely, He delights in adorning us, His children. 
But someone might come and say, well, you know what? God hasn't adorned me. He hasn't adorned poor Christians that are all around the world that don't have clothes on their back or don't have a steady job. I would say, are you sure? Very few of us are adorned like Solomon. That's true. But where have you ever seen a disciple of Christ who did not have the adornment he needed to do what God had called him to do? Be careful when you answer this question. Do not measure the perfection of God's provision by some standard that we create for ourselves, some standard below His calling. Do not forget that when we have finished carrying our crosses on our torn and battered shoulders in this life, like our Lord Jesus Christ, there will be royal robes for all of us. He gives us more reasons not to be anxious. He says we shouldn't be anxious because about what we eat or what we drink because the Gentiles seek after these things. And your heavenly Father knows that you need all of those things. Anxiety about the things of the world puts us on the same level with the world of unbelievers. It shows us that we are very, really much like the world in that we should think that the world is there for us to make us happy. And that's not what it should be. Our Heavenly Father knows our needs. If we worry, part of that is saying, I am saying to, to God, you don't know my needs. You don't understand my needs. Or we don't think that God has a loving heart. He's a loving Father. Anxiety sometimes will show us that we are too close to the world, too far from God. And so our Lord Jesus Christ warns us not to be anxious. The world has nothing eternal to offer. And your loving Heavenly Father knows your needs now and forever. The seventh reason not to be anxious, verse 33, is that when you seek the kingdom of God first, He works for you and provides all of your needs. The best reason to stop being anxious is that when you do, God starts being anxious for you. It's really a foolish thing for us to insist on carrying anxious burdens which God has promised to carry for us, when we put His honor first in everything that we do, because He's the one who's going to hold it for us. He says, all of these things are going to be added to you. He says later in the passage, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Let the day's own trouble be sufficient for the day. In other words, God has appointed each day its portion of pleasure and portion of trouble. And just as the number of your days shall be just the same way as the, the amount of strength you shall have. So don't misappropriate God's allotted troubles for tomorrow. Don't bring them forward today into the form of anxiety. Believe that the God of today will be the God of tomorrow. The main point of all of this is clear and unmistakable. Our Lord Jesus Christ does not want His followers to be anxious. By the way, I'm not speaking of, for example, some of us suffer from uh, mental illnesses of anxiety sometimes brought about by like trauma and things like that this is not what our Lord Jesus Christ is talking about some of those things are medical issues that need to be spoken with a, a psychologist about maybe given medication for he's speaking primarily about the anxiety the everyday anxiety that we allow to disrupt our lives our Lord Jesus Christ does not want his followers to be anxious he doesn't secure his kingdom 
by keeping his subjects of the kingdom in a constant state of worry. The more central his kingship, his lordship becomes in our lives, the less anxiety we have. Our Lord Jesus Christ came, lived, died, rose from the dead so that he could reign as king over his people. So I need to come to our Lord Jesus Christ. I need to take a vow of loyalty to him and to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, to have all these things added to us. As we continue or begin the, the, or have and be the part of Lent where we take away the, thing, the worldly things from us, we take away food, we take away our free time, we take away our money, it's natural for us to worry. And our mother, the church, tells us today, don't worry. Our Lord Jesus Christ tells us, I provide for you. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. And glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.